Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello there, and welcome to another episode of Chatsu Shorts. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing the long-awaited Kenobi series over in Disney+. Plus. This episode is going to contain some spoilers for episodes 1 and 2, so if you haven't watched them already, please go and do that. And once you have, come back and give this episode a listen. Without any further ado, hope you enjoy. Well, it's finally here. The Kenobi series has finally hit Disney+. Plus. Was it worth the wait? Let's talk about it. So, just a heads up, this is going to be a non-scripted discussion on my first impressions of the series. I fully expect to be coming back to the series a couple of weeks later with a full in-depth review of all six episodes, but see until then, yeah, let's talk about the first two episodes. So, again, before I go on, I'm probably going to go into some spoilers, so if you haven't watched it yet, please, 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 please go watch it in Disney+. Plus. The first two episodes, as of this recording, are up, but by the time you listen to this, maybe the rest will be up, so go check the first two episodes out first before listening. So right off the bat, I absolutely loved the introduction to this series. I loved the fact that they weren't really cowering away from the prequels. They completely embraced them, had this absolutely lovely montage where Obi-Wan reflected on his time with Anakin and his eventual fall to the dark side. It was a couple of minutes, just a, you know, just a showcase, but it was so lovely to see those scenes again. And then we cut to a scene in the Jedi Temple, which, I'm not gonna lie, it did bamboozle me a little because I thought this was gonna be like a flashback to Obi-Wan being a, you know, a Padawan or something like that. And then, boom, the 501st kicked down the door and started gunning down Jedi and was like, oh my my god. I don't know why, I just I find it really cool that recently with shows like The Mandalorian, with Boba Fett, they are actually going back to the prequels and kind of filling in the gaps in between with some scenes. I really, really like that. I think it's fantastic. I'm a huge nostalgia guy, what can I say? <laughs> I absolutely love it. And then of course once the Padawans escape, then we cut to 10 years later where Ewan McGregor, fantastic as always, is living in Tatooine. He is looking after Luke from a distance. He works at, well, would it be right to say the old meat cutting place in the middle of the Tatooine desert? Because, yeah, it looks like the old meat cutting place of the Tatooine desert. All I'm saying is whoever's buying this meat has to know that their meat's gonna get dusty. And that's a phrase I never wanna say again, so let's move on. Yeah, I think Hugh McGregor does a fantastic job. Honestly, the role just fits him like a glove. He just comes back into the role with just such gusto. It is honestly fantastic. I absolutely, I think he did a great job. So, absolutely props to him. The story itself is a bit of a, it's not what I expected, okay? It is definitely not what I expected. I didn't expect to be watching Taken, but in the Star Wars universe. But my god, I I am all here for it. The fact that Obi-Wan goes from this war hero in general and Knight of the Republic to just this poor fugitive who is trying to keep his head down and even though people are coming to him for help he knows that it's going to endanger the lives of other people in particular Luke and his own identity so he says no 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 I cannot help and 
I, I think that's really interesting. It definitely sets up that plot going forward that he is going to slowly slip into the Jedi role and become who he actually is as opposed to, you know, the hermit in the desert. I'm not going to lie though, when I first started watching this I was a little bit nervous because there was a lot of tattooing going on, especially when the Inquisitors came down on their ship and they started looking for Kenobi. I was like, oh no, 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 we're, we're going to spend a whole six episodes back in tattooing again. Fortunately not. I don't know what it's going to be like going forward. I'm assuming it's going to be kind of the same, but either that or it's going to be very much a Mandalorian formula where they're going to hop from planet to planet. But I guess as the series goes on, we're going to have to just wait and see what happens. But on a side note, let's talk about the supporting characters because they are pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Jimmy Smits, he reprises his role as Bail Organa. We have Moses Ingram who is debuting as the new Inquisitor, known as Reva. Honestly, each character does a fantastic job. The only minor issue I have with Reva at the moment is although she is ruthless, she is very... They bring this up, they say she's very reckless and ruthless, and she is. She literally chops off the hand of a woman who backtalks her. She ends up stabbing her boss, which, yeah, wouldn't recommend that. Even my red panda lawyer in the corner is kind of saying, Nah, nah, don't do it. I almost feel like she's coming across as, ironically enough, a Disney villain. You know, she wants Kenobi because she was taken into the Inquisition, as it were, because of her abilities rather than her being born of like a high status or anything. So that angle is interesting. But you know, by the end, when she's like shaking her fist almost like Dr. Claw saying, We'll get you next time, Kenobi, it comes across a bit cheesy but you, you know uh, Star Wars you're gonna get villains like this I'm just hoping that they kind of flesh out that character a little bit more fingers crossed so far it is interesting it's interesting enough for me to think I wanna know more although there was one scene I will admit when she was talking about how Darth Vader or Anakin Skywalker as it were was still alive one slight nitpick about this is the fact that she goes around yelling at Kenobi that, ooh, Anakin Skywalker's still alive and you kind of need a scene like that for Obi-Wan to reflect and he does it beautifully. He's like, oh my goodness, how could this happen? <laughs> We're smarter than this. Yeah, that, that was unintentional, but doesn't seem like the kind of thing you should be yelling out. I mean, if the comics and the books and everything else has told me anything, he would probably not be a happy chirpy and I don't think that's going to end well for Reva. So maybe that's what they're building up to, that she is isn't really thinking ahead. The other thing I'm thinking of as well is how she can explain that to the other Inquisitors? Is she going to say, oh no, he slipped on his lightsaber or Obi-Wan killed him? You know, like, there's some explaining. Is she going to go rogue? Is she going to be a rogue one? That's the pun of the day. I don't know. I think it's far too early for me to kind of criticise that particular character. One character though, speaking of criticism that I think people are going to have an issue with is Leia's character who I have to admit I was really surprised when we were on Dusty Tatooine. We had Obi-Wan, you know, chopping up the meat and everything. You thought, oh, this is going to be another Tatooine-centric story. And then we cut to older on where Jimmy Smith is taking his daughter Leia around and you're like, oh my god, we're actually going here. Oh my god, we got to see another 
another planet we got to see a planet with grass, a planet that looks like something out of Blade Runner, and I mean that in all like praise and sincerity, but like you thought, oh my goodness, how? Couldn't believe it. I thought that's absolutely fantastic, but yeah, I couldn't believe it. I just thought, wow, we're getting to see Alderaan again, we're getting to see Dayu, which I don't know if that is a planet that has been in Star Wars. Maybe it has. Please, please, please feel free to let me know. I'm not 100%, I'm not sure, but as I said, it does look like something out of Blade Runner with the Arabesh written on the signs instead of, you know, English signs or whatever language you're watching this in. So I, I thought that was really cool and I loved the design. I loved the fact that they were clone troopers begging for money in the street. How the, There was one particular line that really got me and I thought there's something you don't really see in the Star Wars universe where Obi-Wan on the request of Bail Organa goes to Dayu and Kenobi asks this girl if she has seen his daughter quote-unquote, you know, just keeping up the lie. And she says something along the lines of, like, nobody makes it off this planet. I was someone's daughter once. And it goes to show that even with the control of the Empire and everything, there's still horrible, horrible seedy stuff going on in the underbelly of the galaxy. I thought that was a really interesting touch, that they make it a lot more kind of grim post-Republic. Like, don't get me wrong, the Republic was never a beacon of shining gold, but yeah, it was interesting the way they went with that. One thing I want to point out though is with the Inquisitors, I hope to God that, and for all those Rebels fans, huge shout out to you, but I hope they do not use the lightsabers as helicopters. I will be sorely disappointed if they do. Please, please Disney, don't do it. Don't, don't make them fly, please. The only thing that I think other people are going to complain about in this series is maybe Leia. Let's take a moment and remember that Leia is a child. She is a literal child acting this role, so, you know, for a child actor she did really well, but I can see why people might find her character annoying. Like, on the one hand she is impulsive, she's like trying to be independent, really everything that Leia should be, so fantastic, you know, props for that. But obviously there are some scenes where she runs off on her own, she acts quite spoiled, but at the end of the day she is a child. But even still, although they do bring it up later on in episode 2 where Obi-Wan turns to her and says, how old are you? And she goes, oh I'm 10. And she sa- he says, oh you don't speak like one. That was one of my issues as well. I was kind of like, the way she was speaking, she was very eloquent and everything, but it did sound like she was reading off a script. And again, this isn't the actress's fault. I just feel as if with the writing, she definitely, she held her own, you know, against like snobby aristocrats and things like that and ooh look at me I'm an organa yeah it kind of felt a bit hokey at times but honestly I am really really excited to see where they go from here it was honestly great to see after all this time you McGregor come back into the role we've got Hayden Christensen coming in as Darth Vader it's going to be interesting I don't know where this is going to go as I said I don't know if this is going to be more like Not so much The Mandalorian, because I feel as if nowadays everybody compares every show to The Mandalorian because of how impactful it was, how it did the characters and the universe so much justice. I mean, I like it. I do love this series so far, and I'm really curious to see where it goes. 
hopefully it won't be Mando 2.0 because I'm not gonna lie, when we got that scene at the very beginning where we had Order 66, I was low-key expecting Grogu to pop up, but no, fortunately he didn't. That was a plus. Overall, I think this show makes a really strong impression right out of the gate, so if you've been excited about the series for ages, then please do not worry because I think you're going to enjoy it. I really think it is going to be a enjoyable series going forward. I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to a lot of the later story beats that we've been kind of teased with, like Anakin versus Obi-Wan again. I think it's going to be good. I think this one is genuinely going to be good. That is unless they go the Boba Fett route where they take the shift and the focus of Kenobi and put it on a different character but fingers crossed they don't do that and yeah. I am actually really excited to see more of this show. In a way, I'm kind of sad that this series is only six episodes, but on the flip side, maybe that's all they kind of need to tell this story. There would be nothing worse than to have like 50 episodes of Kenobi, and it kept going on and on, and people were like, well, why is Kenobi riding a rancor? As long as they use each episode wisely, then I think it's going to be great. So if you're sat here listening to my ramblings thinking, Oh, maybe I should check this out. Go check it out. If you've got a Disney Plus account, please go and check it out. It is a fantastic series so far. I think that it is probably going to be well remembered, so go check it out and please feel free to look out for the full review because I know we definitely will be doing some kind of a review for this show. And yeah, we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to Chatsunami. If you would like to hear more episodes, then you can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, and all good podcast distributors. As always, stay safe, stay awesome, and most importantly, stay hydrated.